Welcome to another Sustainable Wine Blog podcast with me, Toby Webb. And joining me in today's podcast is Ostiane Icar from Domaine Trevoyant here in Provence, France. So um, thanks so much for your hospitality today, Ostiane, and for joining us on today's podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, uh, first of all, uh, just to give our listeners a quick overview of the wines you make and the grapes that you use here. Okay. Um, we make principally red wine and we use uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Sierra um, because Cabernet was uh, implanted in Provence uh, uh, before Phylloxera and my father decided to plant these grapes uh, with Sierra because it makes a good, a good blend. And for the white, uh, uh, we use uh, uh, five different types of grapes. It's principally Marsan, Roussan, and we use some Claret, Chardonnay and Grenache Blanc. And your use of Cabernet Sauvignon and, and Syrah is, is seen as quite unusual for this region. But, but you were telling me earlier that actually Cabernet Sauvignon was a grape that was used down here in the south uh, before Phylloxera. Oui. So is this a question of you guys perhaps trying to return the region to, it, to its roots, to its history perhaps, by using Cabernet Sauvignon? Oui, because Cabernet was implanted before Phylloxera in Provence and after Phylloxera it's totally disappeared. And my father read a lot of the study of uh, Dr. Guillot. Uh, it was um, an agronomist and he says that was implanted in Provence and it makes a good blend with Serra and it, it's good condition for planting this vineyard here. And it's, we can have a good maturity with the Cabernet in the south of uh, Provence. Is that... Uh, unique to your terroir in that um, perhaps Cabernet Sauvignon just works better on limestone on your terroir or do you think it could be used elsewhere in Provence but perhaps it, it just No, didn't... yes you can have but here we are in the north side of uh, Les Alpes and we have about two, three degrees less than south and than plain and I think we have uh, uh, more uh, freshness in the wine and it's very important. Okay, and you're, um, you're organic. Um, you don't put an organic label on the, on the bottle. Right. Um, why is that? We are organic uh, since the beginning, since 73. And when my father decided to make one, he decided to make quality and not quantity and to respect nature and terroir. Uh, it's, it's something like normal for uh, us to do this and it's not uh, a commercial uh, uh, argumentation. So you prefer not to put it on the bottle, but if, if your importers happen to ask, then you can give them the certificate? We have the certification if uh, they want uh, to have uh, uh, it. And being organic, does that mean that you're more selective in the berries that you use? Does that mean that you have to do more exact, more precise sorting? Or is it just that it's a, just a whole approach? Um, <laughs> Let me rephrase the question. <laughs> I think I think I overcomplicated things. Um, does 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 being organic uh, make better wine? I think is probably the, the question I should be asking. You can make good wine, uh, good organic wine, and very bad organic wine. I think it's not a good sign for the um, quality for the quality of the taste, uh, but it's good for the health, <laughs> of course. Uh, but it's not. 
a sign of the quality, I think, really. But it's good for respect nature and terroir. If, if you drink uh, a bottle uh, of uh, organic wine and if you, drink, <laughs> if you drink a bottle of chemical wine, I think you don't have the, the same uh, um, effects. Mm-hmm. Yes, same hangover. Perhaps. <laughs> um, what are your views on, on biodynamics? We, we talked about biodynamics earlier, and it's an area of increasing interest to winemakers. Mm. Uh, and you mentioned that you use some biodynamic principles. So tell us a, a bit about that. Right. I think it's very interesting that you have uh, different degrees in biodynamic uh, culture. But some, uh, uh, some things are the same for biodynamic and uh, uh, organic wine. Uh, after it depends the degrees, but I think it's good uh, for uh, the planet and for wine, but it depends how uh, it's made, I think. And in your case, you do, some, you do your bottling we, at a particular time. Tell us about that. Right. We're bottling the wine in the good moon. Um, it's uh, the good time because uh, the wine don't move uh, all the time. But now a lot of, uh, of people uh, who make wine and no specially organic or biodynamic wine use uh, this uh, uh, for bottling the wine. It's important. Okay, let me ask you a, a little bit now about, about climate change. Every winemaker I've met is worried about climate change. Right. Some of them say they can see it happening, or they, they've seen it happening, or they've felt it happening in the last 20 or 30 years. Uh, what, what do you and your family think about it? Uh, my father thinks as well as we harvest some um, earlier uh, because of the age of the vineyard as well. And after it depends the year, because for example, in 2013, we started the harvest the 1st of October for the red, and really sometimes we start between the 20 and 25. But some years, same like 2003, uh, we started the uh, 6th of September. Um, the last year, in 2015, we started at the middle of September. I think it depends really the years, but it's, we can see uh, it's a little bit earlier and we have a little bit more alcohol in the wine. Before 2000, we, have, we had the between 12 and 30 degrees, and now it's between 30 and 14 degrees. But uh, here, uh, we are very lucky because we are in the north side, and I think it's important as well. Uh. Do you think there will be a time when you might need to, to do other things in the vineyard to counter climate change? People have talked about yeah, canopy management and actually you know, having some things like the hail shelters that right. you sometimes see to protect protect wine, protect grapes from, from too much sun. Do you, do, you, do you think there'll be a time when you might need to, to take more action to keep down the alcohol levels? Right. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We, we are not sure. Not sure. No, we are not sure. But uh, I think we have to do, yes, with the climates and to um, adapt to... Um, the culture of the vines, right? Mm-hmm. And do you think natural yeast can, or yeast use can, can help you with this? I've met, as, as I mentioned before, you know, other, other winemakers who said to me, oh, don't worry about rising alcohol levels. We can just use different kinds of yeast to control that. What do you, what do you guys think about that? 
it's difficult question, <laughs> but in Trivalon, we have only natural yeast and it's work uh, all the time and we never have big problems. And I think it's natural and the yeast uh, are um, um, come, uh, adapted mm -hmm. with the wine. Okay, yeah. And the yeast will adapt with the wine. And, yes, and yeah. if you use chemical, it's not really natural and maybe mm -hmm. they are not really adapted and maybe the yeast will be moved with the climate. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You mentioned um, that in your, your, your process of making the wine, right. that you, you don't interfere with, with temperature at all, but, but if it starts to go above 32 degrees right. centigrade, you might add some, add some water. No, we, um, we make water clarify. only in, um, on, outside the inox tank. Okay, so we, a coolant, you cool we, the tank down just, using Just water. for less, uh, okay. two, three degrees. Voilà. I, I asked because you know a certain Chateau Neuf de Pat producer has talked about having to add water to Chateau Neuf no. de Pat wines in the future if they get too <laughs> alcoholic. Uh, what what oui. would be too much alcohol for Trevion? Would it would it be above fourteen percent? We have in two thousand and one in two thousand seven fourteen percent, but you taste the one just Tastes before, amazing, yeah. and you you don't taste uh, alcohol. Uh, in Chateauneuf, it's very different because they are in plain and yes, the weather is a little bit more higher than here, but you can feel, you can drink Chateauneuf with uh, uh, 15, 16 degrees of alcohol and it's mm. very good and you can drink some wine with only 12 degrees of alcohol and you can drink it and you feel only alcohol. Mm. I think it's not... Um, important when the wine is very balanced and uh, bien fait, very, uh, uh, make very well. Mm -hmm. no. voilà. is, there, is there a level that you would be uncomfortable with though, I mean 15% or something, would that be too much for you guys or do you think you could balance that out with, with the winemaker? We didn't have it. Not yet. <laughs> but but perhaps we'll find out one day. We will see. We will see. Okay. <laughs> well, that seems like a great place to end this podcast. Ostiani, thank you so much for your, for your time and your hospitality today. Thank you.